Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. It's time once again to jump right in to the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm really excited to host our 211th edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. This June marks our four-year anniversary, which we celebrate on the first Monday of June each year. I want to take a moment to thank all of you that continue to tune in and support the show design with you in mind. We have yet to repeat a show as we are dedicated to keeping talking with T relevant and fresh as we highlight trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, and much more. That being said, let's move right ahead. Today is June 3rd. And if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, TV show host Anderson Cooper, late iconic dancer Josephine Baker, the late Curtis Mayfield, singer Denise Williams, best known for her number one song, Let's Hear It For The Boy, and singer Life Jennings. Today on the national calendar is National Egg Day and National Leave the Office Early Day. On this date in history in 2008, Barack Obama became the first black person to win the presidential primary for the Democratic Party. On this date in 1949, Wesley A. Brown became the first black person to graduate from the Annapolis Naval Academy. And on this date in 1846, segregation in interstate bus travel was banned by the Supreme Court in the case of Irene Morgan versus the Commonwealth of Virginia. The case started when Morgan was arrested and fined for not moving to the back of the bus. The month of June is celebrated as National Dairy Month, National Safety Month, National Rose Month, National DJ Month, National Soul Food Month, and Black Music Appreciation Month. This month also hosts Father's Day and National Men's Health Awareness Month. So men, we need you to take care of yourselves. The world needs you to be at your best. Since it's a new month, it's time for a new theme. In recognition of Black Music Appreciation Month, our theme will be Message in the Music. Check out music facts, trivia, talk topics, and more as we celebrate the contributions and accomplishments of African-American music. This week, I want to highlight Tupac Shakur, born Lassane Parish Crooks, on June 16th in 1971, Tupac was a rapper, writer, and actor. Tupac has sold over 75 million albums, making him one of the top-selling artists of all time. Tupac was talented and troubled. His raps were coined gangster rap and highlighted controversial issues. His mother was an activist under the Black Panther movement, but she was also a drug addict. Tupac was obviously influenced by social injustice and social responsibility. He ended up finding his place in the Baltimore School of the Arts and eventually made his way to California, where he became a background dancer and vocalist for the digital underground. Then in 1991, Tupac gained his fame with the album Tupacalypse Now, which featured the song Brenda Got a Baby. After having several hit albums, songs, and movies, he had become an icon. But as he embraced the life he rapped about, he also spent time in jail and had five arrests for violent offenses. In 1995, 
Tupac became the first artist to reach number one while being incarcerated. His double platinum album, Me Against the World, which featured the song Dear Mama. His number one album, All Eyes on Me, highlighted the East Coast-West Coast feud. And on September 7th, Tupac was gunned down while riding with Suge Knight after going to the Mike Tyson fight at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Tupac died six days later on September 13th from his injuries. During the first 10 years after his passing, six albums were released and each of them had a hit song. Keep it where it's said. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T. Is it true that you were born in prison? Not born in prison. My mother was pregnant with me while she was in prison. And a month after she got out of prison, um, she gave birth to me. So I was uh, cultivated in prison. My embryo was in prison. To my unborn child. Um, to my unborn, unborn child. In case I don't make it. Now ever since my birth, I've been cursed to born the well in case I never get to holler at my unborn child. Many things learned in prison, blessed to still live and trying to earn every penny that I'm getting. And reminiscing to the beginning of my mission, when I was conceived, they came to be in this position. My mama was a panther loud, single parent, but she proud when she witnessed baby boy rip a crown. Let's move on to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. We already reported on the disturbing disappearance of four-year-old Malia Davis and the mother's fiancé, who was then the prom suspect and has now admitted to the murder, saying it was an accident. Remains speculated to be hers, but need to be confirmed through an autopsy were found in Arkansas. The suspect, Darion Vince, reportedly told someone that Malia was dead and that he dumped the body in Arkansas. He wanted to make it known that what happened to her was an accident. Keep in mind, he previously said that Malia had been kidnapped, but surveillance video made that story unbelievable. My heart is just broken over what this poor baby endured, and you can read the details to this disturbing and tragic story through the link on www.talkingwitht.com. Sephora will close more than 400 stores in the United States on the morning of June 5th to host inclusion workshops for its employees. According to a statement posted on the company's website, this follows a claim recently made by R&B singer SZA, who said she was racially profiled while shopping at a Sephora store in California. The clerk called security just to make sure she wasn't stealing. Sephora apologized and said that they are committed to ensuring every member of our community feels welcome and included. An engaged Maryland couple was visiting the Dominican Republic and staying at a resort when they were found dead with no signs of violence. The cause of death has not been disclosed. This follows reports of several cases of mysterious deaths or violence against tourists in the DR, including a woman who was reportedly strangled, beaten, and left for dead, but survived. Twelve people were gunned down at a Virginia Beach office by a veteran city engineer who randomly shot people he had worked with for years. People who knew the gunman, Dwayne Craddock, age 40, did not suspect that he would ever do this type of thing. The scene was heartbreaking, and once again, we face tragedy through a mass shooting. 
you can find the link to this story as well on the website www.talkingwitht.com where you can learn more about the victims and the suspect. Vernon Gray was living with his parents in Seattle, Washington. Gray had an IQ of 60 and couldn't manage things on his own. So when his parents died, he didn't know what to do. He couldn't pay for the electricity bill, water, sewage, all those things that would be necessary for him in his home. Those things got shut off. He had been living like this, forget this now, 16 years. Church members, neighbors had contacted Adult Protective Services numerous times, but did not receive any assistance because they were told it was too dangerous to go into his home that had become overrun with rats. He was actually living, they said, with hundreds of rats. Gray's guardian sued APS on his behalf and received a settlement for $8 million. Pamela Taylor out of West Virginia was fired from her job back in 2016. If you can remember her, she wrote a demeaning Facebook post referring to Michelle Obama as an ape. Well, Karma decided it wasn't through with her just yet. It swung back around and paid her another visit because this past Thursday, she was sentenced to prison for embezzling more than $18,000 from the FEMA disaster benefits. Don't touch that doll. I'll be back in a while. You're tuned in to Talking With T. You're inside Talking With T. All right. At this time in the show, I would like to welcome Trista Cody, who's going to share some information with us about an upcoming event in support of her son, Brian, and it's called Brian's Big Birthday Blood Bash. Am I correct about that? That's absolutely correct, and thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So the blood bash is happening very soon, June 9th. That's next week. This coming Sunday, um, June 9th, from 2.30 to 7 at the Phyllis Wheatley YWCA branch on Cool Street. Very good. So tell us, in with the blood bash, what's the goal and why are you needing to collect you know, the blood for your son, what condition does he have or how often do you have to do this? Okay. So Brian was diagnosed with sickle cell anemia on his newborn screening. And just over the years, the sickle cell has caused damage to his hips, which caused him to need both hips to be replaced. His spleen was taken out. He has pain and just a lot of different Wow. Things that the sickle cell has just caused for him. So now he gets a, he has a blood exchange done every four weeks, which requires four units of blood. And so in a year, he will use 52 units of blood. So that is our goal is, well, mine and his goal is to have this blood drive and to hopefully, hopefully with everybody's help, Get 52 units of blood, 52 donors to come and donate. All right. So 52 units of blood. Each person can donate about a unit. Is that correct? That's correct. Each, if they're anemic, they can't give blood. If they weigh less than, I think, 110 pounds, they can't give blood. And if they are under the age of 18, they cannot give blood. All right. So, and all of this can take place at the YWCA, the Phyllis Wheatley Y on crew. So That's the nurses correct. and everybody are there, and all we have to do is show up, 
weigh more than 110 pounds and not be anemic and over 18, and we can donate. So I'm going to come. I'm going to come, and I'm encouraging all of those who can to give this gift in support of Brian. How old will Brian be? Brian, 15 years old. 15. And we're going to try to collect enough blood to support him for another year. That's 52 units. So grab yourself, your friends, your family, co-workers, community members, and come out and let's try to reach this goal. So before we go, I'd like for you to share as a mother a little bit about your journey in dealing with uh, your son having sickle cell because I've heard of people having the trace but not really have come encounter with people who are dealing with it on a daily basis as a full-blown disease. Yes. So it's been a, it's been a pretty long journey. And before he was diagnosed, I had taken a college courses and high school courses in biology, and I knew that sickle cell was a quote-unquote black disease that mm-hmm. most people that suffered from sickle cell or African-American or African descent, Caribbean descent. And it is basically all I knew. I did a lot of research, and his doctor, we were a team. We're a family, we're a team, and you never know. It's so unpredictable with this mm. disease, and it's a mean and cruel disease that he will have for the rest of his life. And so it's a lifelong disease. Um, so he will continuously have to have the blood exchange. Well, his doctor wants to eventually try to space him out to every six weeks, but at this point, it's, that's not an option at this point because he has them every four weeks, but mm-hmm. by the third week, his body can tell that he needs blood and he's not hurting more. And wow. so, and not only is, is he hurting, but it's causing damage. Damage, damage. His spleen was damaged when he was two. He doesn't have a gallbladder anymore. He has to have ultrasound on his head to make sure that he doesn't have an infarct in his one of the vessels in his brain, which basically is a stroke. He has, like I said, he has his um. He had to get both hips replaced because the sickle cell damaged the hip bone, the joint. And because mm-hmm. it was a weight-bearing joint, he, he could barely walk. But looking at him, you would never know that he has two bionic hips. Okay. So, everybody, uh, we need you to come out. June 9th, Phyllis Wheatley. What's the hours again? It's from 2.30 to 7. 2.30 to 7. So we're going to reach our goal of these 52 units. And I want to applaud you, Trista, because as a mother, I know it can – sometimes be exhausting it has to be to watch your baby go through this but you obviously have been a soldier (laughs) through this process as well as he and I see him and to know that he endures this you wouldn't know that by looking at him and like you said he has the two bionic hips and I see him walking playing with the other kids and would not have realized that so I am so happy and grateful that you came on to share your story, and I am confident that our community is going to stand behind you. So thanks again for talking with T. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. 
I am so happy to welcome on the air today our faithful Talking with TT members, the know-it-all Professor Jay, and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, as we celebrate our four-year anniversary. So cheers to, yay, cheers to you too. And I just want to say thank you so much for bringing it to the people each week straight with no chaser. You know this show would not even exist and have reached the milestones that we have without you two. So yes, indeed. Yes. Thank you, thank you for this opportunity. We we your ride or die. <laughs> I know that's right. Show I know up. that's right. Show hey, up. Show people don't know what true blues are, and I got two of them. If you're fortunate enough in this life to have two people that will always have your back, consider it. A blessing. Uh, we're going to jump right into the news so I won't get sentimental and emotional. And we're going to talk about this Catholic school principal who was arrested after refusing to pay his tab at the strip club. So now I was like, these dots weren't quite connected. Evidently, he was on a field trip. This is the school principal now. On a field trip to Washington, D.C., you know how they take kids to visit the nation's capital and everything. And then uh-huh. this past Thursday, he decides, I don't know how he got from the field trip to the strip club, but anyway, he got there. And they got a call about a man being intoxicated and refusing to pay his bill. And so this 47-year-old faces charges of public intoxication and possession of an open container of alcohol. This was not a good decision. As, let me just say, you know, they got his picture plastered off all over the media. What can he do now, Jay? What, what can he do? Um, very little. And okay. as someone who has been a chaperone on school field trips, you know, I must say that we have to be very careful mm-hmm. about what we do when the students are in their rooms and, you know, we have a little free time on our hands. But, again, as educators, we have to be mindful of what we do when we're around students. And he went to a whole strip club and got drunk. Mm-hmm. Err. No, but I just think them kids have got on his last nerve. And he said, all right, as soon as they get settled in these little hotel rooms, I'm going to take, I'm going to do 110 of I-10 to this little <laughs> strip club and stay on the way. And I'm going to take the service dog with me so I can park in handicapped and get in at a discounted rate. And he, he just wants to let loose. And he, got to pay, he got to pay his bill. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't plan that <laughs> He didn't think it through. He did not think that through that you got to. He, he sell his money. He done made it rain all night long and then didn't have no coins when he should up on that stage and, and got a few of them dollars back. See, because that wasn't a part of the budget. You know, when they plan no. for the bus and, and hotel and meals and the sightseeing and such, I'm pretty sure. In fact, I'm 100% sure that going to a strip club wasn't a part of the budget. No, well, it wasn't. I don't think that was on our itinerary. A lesson to our fellow educators. Okay, so if you're going to go on a field trip with students, appropriate money for the turn up, whatever <laughs> it looks like. But, but don't get arrested. Don't get arrested. Don't. All right. So I got another story. 
this has something to do with drinking too. I don't know if it's just this time of year or what the deal is, but let's talk about a Houston school bus driver. Her name is Linda Sue Goodjohn, age 55. She was charged with driving while intoxicated. After the police said she failed a field sobriety test miserably, is what they said. She didn't just fail it. They said she failed it miserably when they pulled her over Thursday afternoon. Now, let me tell you what she said. She said that she had a donut, made her stomach hurt, and that's why she was weaving all over the road. And as far as failing the test, (laughs) she had a bad donut. (laughs) Said it made her stomach hurt. Yeah, it made her stomach hurt. And she said, that's all it was. And uh, when they asked her about how she failed the test, she said, because it's hard. She said she couldn't even pass it right now if she was sober. So she said the test was hard. She wasn't drunk. And she had a bad donut, made her stomach hurt. And she was weaving all over the road. Now, I'm trying to think this through. Um, I've had a stomach ache before. Trying to think, did it make me act like I was in a drunken state. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, all I, all I need to know is which Krispy Kreme <laughs> is putting out these bad donuts. Do they have some donuts that are infused with liquor? Sure. Now, you don't get them at Krispy Kreme. You get them in the hood. Oh. <laughs> I know y'all say no strawberries and that fruit the, with the liquor sticking out. Y'all don't say Yes, that's where she got that at. Now, I had something that tore my stomach up, and I'm trying to get home, and I'm bobbing him and weaving, but, woo. But you probably could have passed the test. Yeah, you I think passed the test. She said it was hard. They probably asked her to do her ABCs backwards, and I couldn't do that sober. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Stop it. <laughs> no, ma'am. Z. Y. Okay, that's enough. Let me move on to the next story. (laughs) All right. So I want to do one more story before we sign out today. And it's about a woman in Columbia. She was spying on her neighbors. Okay. She evidently was trying to look through the gate, and they had these metal bars, and she got her head stuck in the gate. (laughs) So... (laughs) She got it. Wait a minute. She was in that gate for five hours. And so the firefighters had to come and rescue her nosy behind. And the report said that although it was a serious rescue, some of the firefighters found it hard not to laugh. And typically, we, we hard on people about, you know, treating people kind and with respect to her in distress. But I kind of want to say that's what she gets. And they're trying to peep on the neighbors and got her head stuck. As they would say, I bet she won't do that again. Not never. She would put her <laughs> head in a whole gate trying to be yeah. old. Yes, she would. Five whole hours. Five. Can you imagine? That is a long time to be in. And I would have panicked because my neck would I would have swore my neck was going to swell up. Pam, we could get from here to Jay in five hours. You really That's a long time. When and I'm you just sitting that. in one spot with your head stuck in Like, can you go that long without going to the restroom? Like, that was a whole mess now that I think about it. 
Literally. Had mm-hmm. to be. That's a long time. When I saw her in there, all I could think about was Gina on Martin when she got her head stuck in that uh, headboard. <laughs> <laughs> Pam remembers all the sitcoms. Yes. But this this is a prime example of why you should stay in your lane. Stop right. being nosy. I would have came Mind out your business. Mind <laughs> your business. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. Five in a gate. A nosy wind. <laughs> I said that was our last story, but then I got to thinking one more thing I want to ask y'all about because I feel like we have good chemistry. We're on one accord, and really we have similar opinions about things. I mean, sometimes we bring our own viewpoints. But did y'all see where that 11-foot alligator broke into that Florida house, and it was sitting up there in the kitchen when they got in there? Baby, it would have to pay the mortgage. The light bill, the electric bill, the water bill. I would move. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Because it it broke in the house like a whole criminal, like it broke through the glass. And then when it got in the house, Jay, this would have really made you mad. It broke four bottles of wine. Oh, no. I don't know. You got to go. Can we sign the deed over to the alligator? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't a it wasn't no baby alligator. This was a full fledged adult alligator. Pam, Pam, an eleven foot alligator. I was trying to lay on the ground <laughs> to see how long it was. It's almost two of me. No, Mm-mm. it can have a house. I think I would have passed out. I might have been ended up being alligator meat. Mm-hmm. They, they should have just got the, the flamethrower or something out and grilled him. But you got to catch him first. That was, like Jay said, we ain't talking about no little bitty alligator. No, 11 feet. That's a hard uh-uh. What kind of grill? What kind of grill you going to put him on? I'm going to cut him up, slice him up. Make him With make what? Him you get a shoe, a purse, and some alligator nuggets all out of that. <laughs> you said a shoe, a purse, and some nuggets. Yeah. The whole shoe. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot with y'all. I tell you what. That's it for this bit as we celebrate our four year anniversary and I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. We discuss many topics on Talking with T and if you would like to share your thoughts or opinions Call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you, and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We still want to celebrate T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes, so if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. I also want to continue to spotlight local arising artists, and if you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discussed on our website. Also remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows will continue to drop 
each and every Monday. So however you choose to listen to the show, remember to leave your reviews and comments. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. You gotta make a change. It's time for us as a people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat, let's change the way we live, and let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working, so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive. Tupac Shakur. Remember where you heard the word, keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.